I am Sherry Fletcher, and this is your spiritual game plan, change. It's something that happens to all of us. You've invested your time and energy into an important role, sometimes for years, and then suddenly it's time for you to move on. Maybe you've worked hard on a dream, and now your path is taking a new turn, but that dream isn't going with you. Perhaps you've raised your kids and they've moved on, but now your empty nest is filled with parent care. Or maybe you're in the middle of diaper changes and laundry piles. If you find yourself asking questions like, where do I fit in anymore? Am I even relevant? How do I find my purpose now? You are in the right place. This is the show for women in a season of transition I believe that while your roles in life will change, your purpose is eternal. I'm here to help you understand just how intentionally you were made by a creator with a game plan. Together, we'll discover ways to help you unlock the purpose God's placed in you, develop a game plan for your life's calling, and embrace the intentional masterpiece you were created to be. Today I'm going to be going solo and it's ironic that I will be talking about how true confidence comes from believing in God's ability and not self. And I'm going to need to believe in God's ability as I go solo today. Thanks for joining me. Hi you guys, I'm so glad to be with you today. I am going to be talking about self-confidence. Don't know about you guys, but I don't always feel like I have a lot of it. Are you self-confident? Now, I'm sure that there are areas in your life that you feel a lot more comfortable or confident than others. So take a moment to think about those areas and then write them down. These can be talents or topics that you would share with others. And when you're sharing with them, you get energized and fulfilled and you could just probably talk for hours or perform or provide uh, areas that you're confident in. So write those down so that you can take a look at those. So a few years ago, I was volunteering on a Christian campus in Washington, and a student asked if they could meet with me about a presentation that she was going to be giving. She was going to be talking about self-confidence, but she didn't know where to start. So she wanted to know Mrs. Fletcher, where would you start? That year, I was turning 50, and I was still struggling with my own self-confidence. In fact, I still struggle with self-confidence. I often look for worldly answers from flawed human beings who also struggle with their confidence to help me feel good about myself. Even the people that I think have it air quotes, all together, are often looking at others who they think have it all together. I often compare my lack of confidence to the perception that whoever I'm comparing myself to has a lot more of it. So since I'm a word girl, I googled how to be self-confident. Some of the recommendations from websites told me that All I needed to do was take control of my self-confidence. What does that even mean? If I could take control of my confidence, 
Wouldn't I have that down by now? Other websites offered actions and steps to take that put into consistent practice could make me feel better physically, understand more academically, and even look better momentarily. These steps and their results have one problem in common. They rely on self. These steps ask me to find confidence in sources that rely on me. And that's where I often struggle (laughs) with me. In response to the student, I asked a question back of her. How do you think you can get self-confidence? She answered with the normal cliche terminology that we all know so well. When you have self-confidence, you can do anything. Love who you are. Just do you. So I decided I would look for some quotes myself, and I found plenty. But I chose three. So here's number one. Confidence is something you create within yourself by believing in who you are. I know that in John 15, 5, I'm told that apart from God, I can do nothing. I have no doubt in that. And I do not believe that I can create anything within myself. For if anyone thinks that he is something, then he is nothing. And he deceives himself. Quote number two. I need to look inside myself and believe in my skills and abilities. Hmm. When I look inside myself, I don't always like what I see. How about you? When you look inside yourself, do you like what you see all the time? How can I believe in my abilities and my skills when I know myself better than anyone else and my awareness of my own limitations is very clear? I can hear Satan saying, who do you think you are? Quote number three. Self-confidence is a superpower. Once you start to believe in yourself, magic starts happening. (laughs) What magic are they talking about? Will I keep this magical moment forever? If that were true, a lot of businesses that rely on our ability to achieve this magical moment would go out of business. If self can be defeated moment by moment, then I don't think it's a superpower. I didn't tell the student, okay, that sounds good. Now go out and believe. I didn't know what to do or say at that moment. So I told the student I needed to think about it. Because to this student, I must have seemed to have confidence. I've made mistakes and I've achieved successes, but that doesn't mean that I have fixed all my insecurities. And it doesn't mean that I often feel very confident. I told the student, there are areas in my life that I feel confident about, and there are areas that I don't. But how do I explain the source of that confidence? 
On a drive one day, I was listening to a talk show. A teacher called in to ask about how to discuss, of all things, self-confidence with her class. The host of the radio show told the teacher, do not teach them about self-confidence, but tell them to share with others their convictions. Hmm. If you believe that certain things are true and right, don't you stand up for them no matter what someone says? That is how one builds a strong sense of confidence. You see yourself as confident about the convictions that you have. This is because it's a belief in something else and not in yourself. The Bible tells us that we need to have a belief in something other than ourselves. As long as we live in this world, our confidence is going to be continually under attack because Satan wants us to doubt ourselves. That way we can also doubt God. But God wants us to look at obtaining confidence from a source that is reliable and trustworthy through a belief in a power that leads to a conviction. I want to go back and compare the quote number one with God's word. So let's repeat quote number one. Confidence is something that you create within yourself by believing in who you are. I want to look at Philippians 4.13 because that's often quoted. When we talk about self-confidence, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, it makes it clear that I'm not able to strengthen or create myself, right? But how could I really do all things? Philippians 4.13 does not mean that I can do all things as this world tells me. It does not mean that if I'm a Christian and I try hard enough, that I can become anything I want to be. This verse should not be used as the golden ticket to self-confidence. The meaning of Philippians 4.13 is clear if we read it in context, which means read the entire chapter that it's in. Because verses 11 through 12 show us the all things Paul could do, meant that coping with material needs and poverty while also handling prosperity. The Apostle Paul learned that in whatever state I am in, I can be content. Whether he had a lot or little, Paul was content. Whether in good health or bad, Paul was content. Whether he was free or in prison, he was content. So when Paul says, I can do all things, he meant I can handle all circumstances, both bad and good, through Christ who strengthens me. Paul's confidence came from a belief, a conviction. Whatever your circumstance, the Lord gives you a conviction to handle them in a way that honors God. How did those in the Bible? And how do those of us that follow Christ today find the confidence and strength that Paul is talking about through Christ? A conviction is 
a fixed or firm belief. It is not a feeling. If you look up synonymous for conviction, because remember, I'm a word girl, so of course I did, you will find the following. Faith, principle, doctrine, persuasion, judgment, and confidence. I love that order, and it's important. I think it's exactly the order of the steps that one needs to take for confidence, starting with faith. Our faith should be in a proven superpower, the word of God. Hebrews 11.1 gives us the steps that we can take for confidence. The English Standard Version reads, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The New International Version says it this way. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Both versions outline steps synonymous with confidence, and both of them are interchangeable with assurance. Proverbs 22:19 tells us that your trust and reliance and confidence may be in the Lord. I have taught these things to you today, even to you. Working through this specific process with this student was such a gift to me because God showed me that because of my faith in Christ, I have a conviction which gives me assurance, a belief in a God much more capable than myself. And in that, I am confident. Friends, I hope that today your faith and your assurance in who God is can give you the confidence that you need, the conviction of your heart. And through that, you can do all things. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, please do so. That way you do not miss any up and coming episodes. When you leave a rating and a review, it helps to get the word out about the podcast. It also lets me know how I can continue to serve you. During today's episode, did a friend come to mind who you know would be blessed? If so, I would love it if you'd share a link with them. Listeners like you sharing links with others is how this podcast can reach more people. I'd love to hear from you. Ways to connect with me are in the show notes or simply at sherryfletcher.com. Thanks again for listening to Your Spiritual Game Plan, the podcast that shares God's plan and your purpose in it.